When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. So welcome back to another episode of Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I am absolutely delighted today to introduce our guest, Jess Me. You got to say it, Jess. (laughs) I even asked you. Mahia. Mahia. It's, I, I even said, it's like Mahito. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. <laughs> but that's what everyone who listens loves about what we do is that I'm not perfect and I don't want to edit it. It's just what happens. People botch my last name all the time. So exactly. <laughs> just, I know it's so funny. And here's the funny thing is, you know, I don't even care what your last name is because I know you as Jess, right? I mean, that's what we... So we had the wonderful privilege of meeting each other at a women of influence mastermind retreat. That's a mouthful too, right? It was a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff, a lot really crushed into a few days. And, you know, I think there were 19 of us or something, 16, 19 of us. And, you know, I just went, Jess, I like Jess, (laughs) like Jess, we did, we really hit it off really well. So let me take a chance, a minute here just to quickly introduce you. And then we want to hear your story of how you have broken through glass ceiling. So Jess is a life coach and is a second generation Honduran American woman defining generational poverty and empowering ambitious women around the world. So her focus is specifically on helping women. She's the founder and CEO of the Coach Curator, the Fempire Brands, which I'm not really sure about. So we're going to talk about that today. And the Audacity, ugh, the Audacity to Be Ambitious podcast. I love that because, as you know, I'm working on a TV show, right? In a book that says, Tell Me I Can't. The Audacity to yeah. Say That You Can. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's also the creator of a special model. We're going to talk about the model to help people overcome adversity. So welcome to the show. I am so excited to dig in and talk about your stories and share with others so that you can inspire them as well. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I love being able to use stories as a way to inspire other people and to always let them know whether you think it or not, your story can change someone's life. Oh, absolutely. So your story is about ready to do that. For two reasons, you've got a couple stories. So, you know, we talk a lot in this podcast about breaking through glass ceilings and, you know, everything from success to significance and making an impact. And I know that's something that you're doing uh, for other people now as well. And, but there's multiple ceilings that we break through over our lives, right? Not just one. So 
Let's dig in and tell us about what happened to you because you have a very uh, poignant story that happened to you that really was the catalyst for everything that brings you to where we are today. Oh, awesome. I would love, love to share. And I'm uh, excited to be here because the success to this to significance, I feel that. So you'll, you'll hear it in the story. Since I was young, one of the very first things I ever wanted to be was a motivational speaker. And, but you know, people tell you, for real though, what do you really want to be? So over time, I was groomed to be more acceptable for society within their limits. And while I always had this dream to have audacious and ambitious goals, I loved chasing them, but I always was set back by things in my life. These things of people telling me to slow down or that I was too loud or too much, or I'm, you know, smart for a Hispanic girl, which was not technically the terms I heard caused a lot of insecurity over the years. Even though I had an outwardly appearance of confidence and voted most likely to become famous as a senior, I um, was always, always fighting an internal battle. So as I got married at the age of 24 and became a mom, and uh, my husband was an active duty Marine, I encountered a significant identity crisis and slid right down into postpartum depression. And with everything else that I had experienced in my life, I didn't know what was next, how I would get there, or didn't really have any passion behind my existence. So my husband gets out of the military and to like really move this fast forward, the year we moved back to the state of Missouri, my mom was diagnosed with her third round of cancer and within four months she was gone. And I had a pivotal moment that I look back on. I went into her room to say goodbye to her, to her body, but as a stay-at-home mom with my husband at the time in a highway patrol academy that he could not leave, I was trying to put learning songs on a tablet for a one and a two-year-old in a double stroller at one in the morning before I could even turn around and acknowledge my mom's presence mm. or the loss of the loss of that. And I thought to myself for a split second, is this my life? Now, fast forward a few months later, I was going through a pile of my mom's things in my sister's garage where I find a notebook of hers. And the very last sentence she would ever write just two days before she passed away said, I wonder if I've done enough yet in my life. Anyone who's experienced grief knows that like you're always looking for something from them. It could even be a pet. Like you're just always looking for a sign, something. Yeah. And that was my sign to make it mean something powerful. But was, what was holding me back was what I said in the beginning, my mind, the depression, the identity crisis. How would somebody like me make my life mean something more. So I would never ask myself this question. And that is when I found the model. So through a simple Google search after a huge mental breakdown one night, I just Googled, how do I change the way I'm thinking? Like yeah. I tried to get as basic as I could. And that's when I stumbled across Brooke Castillo and the life coach school and something that she taught called the model. And it was this process of which through this, you can see the thoughts that are serving you and you can create new ones and you can just make it black and white. And it doesn't have to mean the sad, sad stories or the painful stories or the stories that make you angry. We get to decide that. And so I got obsessed. I listened to her every single day, every day I would go for a walk while the kids napped and you know, beg for time for my husband, 
you know, to understand whenever he was home, maybe before work or after work that I needed this time to go for my walk. And, um, because of who she is, she also inspired me to tap into that ambition that I had always had before and actually do something about it. So (laughs) this is the mic drop moment in 10 months. I got my real estate license, sold enough homes to start my business, began a business as a coach, went from coaching for free to $5,000 per client, and then got recognized by Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi to coach their clients within 10 months, also realizing that I had lost nearly 100 pounds in the process from simply loving myself, learning how to create new thoughts, aka neuroplasticity that would create the most sustainable pathway for my brain to success. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you know, and I want to step back just a little bit more because even before or during, you'll have to clarify all this, but before or during the time that you had children, you were also in beauty pageants, right? And so you had this wonderful success that you had had. And so this uh, self-image, it's it's amazing that you said, you know, I just didn't have the confidence or the self-image. And you had it at one point in time, you'd broken through some ceilings to get that. And, you know, and just being identified as a mom and a married woman and a mom and a, and a wife of a, a military person, right? You kind of lost those things. And then they came back up again, right? They came through, uh, through this trauma of, you know, this last sentence that your mom had to say to you or had to say for herself, you know, really changed everything for you. So, yeah, that's pretty, pretty powerful. So how did you get noticed by Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi? How did that come about? So listening to Brooke, you know, she had sparked me to begin envisioning my life. Mm-hmm. Mind you guys, I'm self-coaching myself through all of her podcasts because I could not afford her. Right. So I couldn't, I couldn't afford anybody. So I was working this, working through it with myself and I was creating this vision. And then she would explain how you can break down the actions that you can take in your life to create that vision. So because of our best friend, SEO and Google Analytics, Tony Robbins started popping up on my feed, whether it was social media or just a Google search and on my YouTube channels, because I was addicted to motivational speaking at this point, listening to it. Right. And during one of those ads, KBB popped up the knowledge broker blueprint. Yep. I said, you know what? At this point, I had begun that turn of selling my first house and having enough money to buy something for myself to invest in a little bit more knowledge. And they pretty much sold me on the ad of you already have genius. You've been something, been through something in your life and you can teach other people how to get through it too. You just have to be one step ahead. Right. So I did that course. I flew right through it. I started engaging in the community, uplifting every single person in there and really drawing a lot of attention to myself. Over time, I would have hundreds, thousands of comments on my posts inside of their communities in which simultaneously they said, we're going to offer speaking spots for directly from our community because we want to hear your story and how you use KBB. So when they did that, I submitted my, my video and I kept making it through the rounds of over a thousand applicants in the world. You know, I made it through the next ones, submit yeah. a three minute video, made it through. And um, then the next thing I know, I made the final cut, which is when they flew me out to Arizona and I, and I spent about four months coaching their clients. That's beautiful. How wonderful. How wonderful is that? That's so great. And I'm sure that that elevated your confidence level as well. You know, so let's talk about 
how you are taking care of yourself. And we may need to go right into the model as a result of this because losing a hundred pounds. And as you said in the green room, you know, I lost the first 80 without even knowing it because I was taking care of myself. Were you taking care of yourself from a health perspective uh, before you stepped into the model or was it just simultaneous or is it part of the model? Well, the model can be applied to anything in life, but I did use it for the thoughts that I was having. So my mom passed away from her third bout of cancer, but she also had type two diabetes, which exacerbated it. Mm -hmm so much quicker. Yeah. And what I realized was that what am I doing in my life to aid my quality of life mm -hmm. and work against preventative disease? Because my father also has high cholesterol and had had heart attacks. And so I really just wanted to be aware of this. I knew that that's what I wanted. As I listened to Brooke and I'm learning the model, she said, instead of thinking that you, your body isn't good enough or that you have a fat body, she was like, why don't you just bring it back to, I have a body. Mm -hmm. And she had this challenge where you would notice everything about your body. So I'd step out of the shower and I would begin this ritual of actually, it actually started in the shower. So I'd wash my whole body and be grateful for it, nourishing my skin, cleaning it, cleaning my hair, knowing that I'm respecting and providing my body as much dignity as it deserves, getting out of the shower, putting my leg on the counter and putting lotion on my skin so that I'm nourishing my skin even more, preventing cracks or dry flaky skin or rashes or anything like that. And just like treating myself like I am the queen, like this right. vessel is what is everything. Through that, I actually created such a passion for respecting my body that I naturally became interested in, well, what am I putting in it? If mm -hmm. I'm putting yeah. all of these things on it and I'm scrubbing it clean and I'm moisturizing, what am I putting inside of it? I started learning about food and chemicals, high fructose corn syrup. Actually, that helps cancer grow. And so when I started doing that, that's where the pounds were coming off. I didn't, I knew I had lost 80 pounds, but the first 20, I didn't know. I was just like, man, this shirt doesn't fit. These pants are like, <laughs> I have to pull up these pants. Did they get ruined in the washer? Cause I could, could yeah. did not believe I had lost weight. Yeah. Which by the way, I had gained this from emotional eating during my pregnancies and being that stay-at-home moms. So I did notice that, but I, when I went for my walks every day and I listened to the podcast and I wasn't eating anything with high fructose corn syrup, I learned to stay away from count chemicals, not calories. It happened as a byproduct of me loving myself. I often tell people when you drop the hate, you lose the weight. Oh, that's so, so cool. I love that. Yeah. For women who deal with emotional eating and self-loathing or body dysmorphia, things like that, as a beauty queen, it looks confident, but really you're just comparing yourself against all the other women and hoping, hoping that that day you might be good enough. And what I didn't realize is that really ingrained a lot of, it spurred so many insecure thoughts that would, you know, later be detrimental to my mental health. Yeah. So is, and that's pretty interesting. And we'll make sure that we put a link in our notes about the syrup as well, so that everyone can go find out about the syrup as well. So let's talk about then the model and how that affected you, because I imagine, and I guess one of the questions I have is that, you know, as you were going through this and so, so someone listening and saying, you know, I need to make a change, whatever it is, you know, whether it's physical or emotional, I need to make some type of a change. What is the first step? And not so much at the model itself, because the model will help, but what is the first step in recognizing and increasing that awareness that you help people with as a life coach? Yeah. So whenever you have a thought like, 
man, whenever they do that, it makes me so angry. Or you look at yourself and the fact that you don't fit your favorite jeans or a dress that you have in your closet and you're just like, oh, and you, you start really tearing yourself down. There's these very, very recognizable moments and specifically a woman's life because that's who I help. Men have it too, but I help women. And there's these specific moments where we are either degrading ourselves so much that we are perpetuating negative emotions, just overtaking our lives, mm-hmm. or we're in a relationship environment or situation that perpetuates degrading thoughts. So it could be somebody saying them to you. It could be being in a circle of people where they're tearing down each other. So what we have to realize, and this is that important moment is as soon as you become aware of that, it's life-changing to know that our brains will copy everything. It is why we are so beautiful as humans. It's why we're so innovative and we can create and pass down stories and all of these things. But it's also why we suffer from depression and why we can fear change in our lives or why we are always seeking comfort, which can manifest as addiction, food addiction, drug addiction, mm-hmm. it's on the person. And right. so it's about creating, recognizing that moment and noticing what that environmental factor is that is perpetuating that thought process and then doing the intentional work to work on your neuroplasticity with a new thought framework. Yeah. And I do think, thank you. And I do think that that's important because we can't just share the model and say, okay, here are the steps. Here's what you do. If you're not physically, I mean, emotionally prepared for it, if you haven't heightened the awareness, increased, you know, the recognition of what's happening uh, in, you know, on a daily basis to really understand that. So let's just say someone's listening and they're like, oh, I told myself that, you know, I'm fat today or whatever, whatever people do, right? I told myself I'm this, I told myself I'm that, you know, is that just a one-off kind of thing? Or is that, oh, I told myself and now I have to go into the model. I mean, where do you see this as writing it down for two weeks and just saying, these are all the negative things I've said about myself for the last two weeks. I need help. Or, you know, what are, yes, increase the awareness, but is it one time and okay, now I need to jump into making this happen? Or is there a pattern of awareness that needs to happen so that you, you say, I've had enough, I've had enough and I have to make a change because otherwise you go into the model and you're not quite ready. I'm thinking, but, but I don't know what the, what is the process there that someone should go through? Oh my gosh, Jen, like, I love this question. It's such a good question because when you put it that way, Mm -hmm. it can be like chronic dieting. Yes. It's, which is not healthy. It's like, if you're not prepared to love, respect and strengthen your body for the vessel that it is to literally fuel your life on this earth, then no dieting in the world. Yeah, don't. No 21 day fix, no beach body is going to do anything for you. Right. So same with the model is where I start with people is First, give me the vision, the version of your best life. Mm. That's where we start off. And then I say, anything that doesn't serve that, you carry with you like a little handbag. And if a thought does not serve that, then you throw it out. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you have a thought that doesn't serve it, you can do something that is called a thought download. And you Mm -hmm. can do these as much as you want. I think that if I look back on what I did, I was doing a thought download about maybe a couple times a week to about once a week. And now I do one about once a month and that's over a few years, but a thought download is where, I mean, as humans, we have an average of 60,000 thoughts a day. These thoughts are literally how we go about creating our life. It's how we feel. It's how we show up. It's how we react. It's everything. Our thoughts 
create our feelings and our reactions as humans are based off of those feelings. Yeah. We're happy. We're hugged. If we're angry, we stomp off. It's how we function. So to do a thought download, if somebody's telling themselves, "Ugh, I'm disgusting, mm-hmm. that should be your warning sign. First of all, it is such a significant step to know that you have the awareness to be like, oh, that thought doesn't make me feel good. Like yeah. it wasn't, if it's not something that you wouldn't say to a sweet little baby girl princess, then don't say it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody would notice that and then go straight into a thought download. That's getting down, you know, whether you type it, paper, whatever, every thought in your and head. Why you think that way and how you're feeling at that moment, what caused it, all of the things about it in a thought download, correct? No, actually. Okay. A thought download is it's the sentences that just one after another, every thought that you have. So it can be completely out of order. So it can be like, I'm disgusting. I'm fat. I'm not good enough. My husband told me this three days ago. It hurt my feelings. My sister said that I owe her $5. It can be everything that's on your mind that's weighing you down. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then in that thought download, the goal is to, on a separate piece of paper, write down an equal an opposite powerful thought, even if you don't believe it. Yeah. And then throw away those negative thoughts, anything that's disturbing you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So now we're prepared to get into the model. We've got the awareness. We've done it for a couple of weeks. You know, we're saying, okay, yeah, I obviously, it wasn't just a date that day. It wasn't a bad day. It's like, this is really happening to me, right? I need to take some action. I've had it. I'm putting my foot down. Walk us through the model. Okay. So I'm going to use just an example. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'll do what I got. I got coached on this today. So the model consists of five different parts. Circumstances. Circumstances are provable in court. They are black and white, hard evidence of just a situation that exists in the universe. Yeah. example of a circumstance is the car was on. Yeah. Somebody said a sentence. I asked a question. The sky is blue. That tree broke. Those are all circumstances. A circumstance would be, I got a divorce, not my husband left me because he hates me. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So those are circumstances Mm -hmm. and circumstances create the thought. Mm -hmm. So things happen and let's say a tree breaks in the yard and that's a circumstance. Our thought is, well, wow, I'm glad nobody got hurt. Yeah. Or if you're having a bad day, your thought could very well be, well, shit, now I have to pay to have that tree taken out of the ground. <laughs> right. Right. How, how much is that going to cost? Right. Oh, right. Like it happens to me all the time. Right. So that would perpetuate a feeling or cause mm-hmm. a feeling. So we've got circumstance, tree broke, thought, dang, now I got to pay for it and fix it. And the feeling that that generates is let's say irritability. Yeah. I'm totally making this up now. I was going to yeah. start with something. But and so you're irritated, and what does that make you do? What's the action you take? Well, take it out on other people, patient and impatient for everything. Everything else is bigger than it is. Yeah, of course. This, you know, this happened to me. I'm walking around, right. I'm blaming. I call the tree service people, I yell at them. Right. <laughs> right. It's their fault the tree fell, and it's that I feel the way I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then so then mm-hmm. every model has a result. This mm-hmm. is the R line. And the result of that specific model would be that you make it more likely to not enjoy your day. Yeah. You make it more likely that people aren't happy to interact with you. I mean, it could be depending on what your goal is in life. 
we could form the yeah. results around that. Yeah. But there's a different way. So this is the eye opener for people is when Brooke told me that I didn't have to concentrate on my mom's loss mm-hmm. to be stuck in grief. I was like, excuse me, did you just tell me that I shouldn't be crying right now? Because I'm pretty sure I'm never going to move on. And the world. Right. Is like, right. That's my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it took me a little bit to warm up to this, but I was like, I have a choice on how I think Mm -hmm. and I have a choice on how to feel. I didn't, I always thought that feelings happen to you. When you say that somebody hurt your feelings and you believe that growing up, we believe and we give power to the world of deciding how we feel. And so we walk around in our lives thinking that we aren't good enough and that we don't love ourselves and that we aren't worthy and that, you know, we Mm. are feeling terrible and it's all happening to us. And when I learned that we could decide, I was, oh my gosh, I was like, I was handed this like powerful thing. And I was like, okay, well, I can love my mom and know that I loved her and I can hold that space for her, but I can walk around again without that weight on my chest if I think of it differently. So I actually used the model when it came to finding her last words. And I made it mean the most powerful story that she would ever teach me. Mm -hmm. So the circumstance was, was that my mother passed away. My thought was she left me a message that was meant to change my life for the better. My feeling was inspired Mm -hmm. out and I changed my whole life. My actions were that I got my real estate license. I sold houses. I got clients. I got recognized. I just, I was so determined. And the results were, I made that story change my life and impact the lives of others. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's funny. I mean, the reason, you know, I'm obviously, as you know, I'm going through something very difficult with my husband right now. And things are, you know, it's funny because he's not the same person that he was three weeks ago because of this life-threatening situation that just came about. And, you know, I'm sure that he's going through something. It's too soon. It's too raw to still doesn't know everything, including his, well, he knows his name. At least he knows his name, but there are a lot of things he still doesn't know. You know, he hasn't gotten his memory back, but completely. And, uh, you know, it's too soon, but I imagine that he's going to be going through some type of thinking about this and irritation and, you know, because it all stems from his mother dying too. Mm. You know, it all stems from his mother's death and the trauma that he went through. So, you know, and I think that it doesn't have to be a big trauma. It could be a loss of a job. It could be a loss of a relationship. It could be a loss of a relationship of a friend, not a spouse. It could be loss of business. I think that really would change the way that you turn things around, you know, or it's also bad news, receiving bad news about something that you, you know, didn't expect was going to happen. So tell us a little bit about how this applies to your coaching and life coaching? Is it that people, you know, if you have a big trauma, you should come and see what you can do for them? Or is it that, hey, I just want to learn how to, I was going to use the word cope and that's not a good word, but I want to learn how to rise above these negative circumstances that happen in my life. Yeah. So and again, really good, really great question. So I coach high-functioning, ambitious women around the world. And one of the things that happens with these specific women is that they're high-functioning. So they have, they likely have ADHD. It could be undiagnosed, self-diagnosed, or diagnosed. But the reason why I say this is because they're creators. They think a lot. They come up with massive ideas, and they, they have the ability to help so many people, and they have. They're known for being helpers. But because of this, they either have before or currently are putting themselves on the back burner, mm-hmm. that fulfillment, that walk that they like to take daily, that food that they like to eat, that 
just maybe that hobby that mm-hmm. creates fulfillment just within their soul, listening to music, painting. And I help them overcome this, or should I say, I'm like a mirror for them to say, here's your thoughts using the model. And I just want to show you what's working for you and what's not working for you. Mm -hmm. I want to show you that if you want to get here on the map, that this air quote, negative thought or emotion, it's going to take you on a course that you don't want to go. It's not going to lead. It's going to fog up your mirror. Yeah. I could be able to see. Through the model, I can help them. It's always with like business coaching on one side, life coaching on the other, because it's like, Hey, if you want to execute this goal, if you want to attain this, we've got to make sure you can believe it first. Yeah. So let's figure out what it is that's holding you back from believing it. Let's clean that up. And then let's see you go out and do your thing. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. love that. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. And I think that you, you know, you figured it out and you got it down pat and of course everyone could go read about it, but you know, it's more beneficial when again, like you said with Tony and with Dean is the key is to be one step ahead of someone else saying, Hey, I can show you the path. I can show you the path and we'll get there faster than if we try to make the mistakes and go off the path every single time, you know, as we're trying to figure out our roadmap and read our map and turn our map around and try to figure it out. Right. That's about it. Okay. So tell me about for the Fempire. What is that, that brand? Yeah. So backstory on coach curator, so we can understand this. I came up with coach curator because I was coaching these ambitious women. And then after they would have their breakthroughs and believe that they were like unstoppable superheroes, which they are, they would then need help with some vision or creativity branding it. And so I organically wound up building coach curator because of that. After a couple of years, I realized I'm only building female businesses. I'm only branding female businesses. I'm only, you know, coaching these women and together we are the vampire. Mm-hmm. So on another business venture that I have, that was the tagline is that together we are the vampire. And I began saying to people as I'd introduce myself or whatever it may be, I'd be like, it's for the vampire. You know, we're meeting it's for the vampire. we got a summit. It's for the vampire. Right. I'm a merch line for yoga pants for the Fempire. And I realized I was saying for the Fempire all the time. And so what I wanted to do is as somebody who brands, I know a brandable name as soon as I hear it. And I was like, okay, let me go ahead and snag that. And I used to have a site called just the but I changed it to for the because my branding's for the Fempire. My life coaching is for the Fempire. And everything that I touch, do, and grow is for the empire. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And that is part of your podcast, right? Part of your podcast, part of the the networking that you do, the masterminding that you do, the coaching that you do. It's all all the women that you're helping are part of this organization. Well, the Fempire is really about a movement, right? So you hear about oh. like, the boss babe movement. Yeah, yeah. And- before Boss Babes was ever a business, yeah, there was yeah. women who had Mary Kay and they're hashtagging Boss Babe 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And things like that for some entrepreneurs can be really cringy or, or cheap. Yeah. Yeah. They don't take it seriously. Right. But as a woman who's gone from nothing and, you know, like paycheck to paycheck, having to move from houses that we couldn't afford and ants right. crawling on my baby's diaper to being oh able goodness. to pay off debt. I, you know, custom build our first home, all of these beautiful things is that I've been that woman who felt so tiny and like nothing when I used to fight that imposter syndrome and little things like hashtag boss babe or hashtag Mm -hmm. 
hashtag Fempire, they empowered me when I had nothing else. And so when I say something is for the Fempire, it's not an organization. It is for the world of women who have ambition within them and the audacity to try to believe that they're capable of doing something about it. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Thank you for clarifying that too. So as we finish out our time here today, what are some books that you're reading right now that are inspiring you to continue to grow? I um, am actually reading Believe It right now by Jamie Kern Lima. And I were in the same network and I've been, I've actually been goal. My goal is to be her life coach. And so I'm reading the book and I'm getting to know her and hearing her journey because I've had I can't tell you how many women come up to me and say, Jess, you have so much in common with Jamie. You've got to read this book. And so I'm reading it right now. And I just love the normalizing of sharing our stories and how women just go from existing with hardly anything going from them, going for them to just manifesting through their actions and just determination and resilience, you know, getting knocked down, being told the no to making those impossible dreams come true, reframing truly what we're capable of creating. So that's what I'm reading right now. And if you guys, you know, if you're running a good story to inspire yourself, or maybe you haven't done anything audacious in a while, definitely read, pick it up, believe it by Jamie Kern Lima. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, I'm an avid reader. It's uh, and so I'm writing all these notes down. <laughs> we'll make sure that we have a link in there to help her sell her book as well. I mean, that's part of what we do. You know, if there's a great book that's out there, I love it. A last question that I have, well, not last question, but tell us about a quote that motivates you or inspires you, moves you. Oh my gosh, you guys, I have right here in a large three foot frame, the quote that held my hand and that could be a book title. <laughs> It is that she was powerful, not because she wasn't scared, but because she went on so strongly despite the fear by Harper Lee. It gives me chills to this day. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're in the, let's say a woman's listening to this and she's in the beginning and maybe she is still having self-doubt. Maybe she's interested in the model so she can change the way her thoughts work. I didn't have the self-love or the confidence to generate new, positive, powerful thoughts. I had to borrow them from people. So I borrowed them from Tony and I borrowed them from Brooke and I borrowed them from other people who had gone before me. And this was a quote that I found a long time ago and I repeated it because I was scared and I kept going forward despite how gut-wrenching. Sometimes I heard Brooke, she said, if you feel like you're going to puke, you're doing it right. <laughs> I love that. But uh, that's the funny way. I feel like yes, yeah. two quotes complement each other. One's more eloquent. One's just real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that's beautiful. I mean, I, you know, and as soon as you started reading it, I only heard the first three words and I thought, oh yeah, I know this quote. Yeah. I know this mm-hmm. quote because this is so powerful for most women, you know, and And for men that are listening to this, because there are plenty of men that listen to this as well, you know, this is how you can help empower your woman. This is how you can support them and build up their confidence and be, you know, that, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things that I love about my relationship with my husband of 38 years, right? We've been together. I love saying we've been together because everyone says that, right? We never (laughs) say, well, we've been married for three years, but we've been together for 18. I'm like, what was your problem? Right. But (laughs) 
but we've been together for 42 and we've been married for 38. When I say that, I can't believe I'm old enough to say it, but it's the truth, right? And that's one of the things I absolutely love about him is that he's always been supportive of me, even when he hears something that's powerful for women. So he doesn't discredit it. He takes it on and says, Hey, Jen, look what I learned. Or, you know, he doesn't say anything about it and he just starts working it. Yeah. Right. Just starts working. And I go, how come you're acting different? He goes, well, I learned this thing that I'm supposed to do for, you know, (laughs) so I really love it. I think it's beautiful that he said that. Yeah. So as we leave today, tell us, let it not tell us, I can't believe I, I interview people all the time and I have one of those moments. Yeah, I know. What would you like to leave us with today? If there's a thought, if there's an action item, what would you like to leave us with today? One of the things that I, I think this is one that I was going to share with you before another quote. And that is that it's not the conditions, but the decisions that create the quality of our life. And that goes for everything that we talked about today is do you want to learn how to decide? Do you want to learn how to defy a circumstance that you've been placed in, whether it's generational, economical, if it's because of your race or ethnicity, me as a Latina, I had to overcome what society expected of me. Mm -hmm. And instead of letting society or the rest of the world frame what my condition was and, and what I was going to be capable of creating is I just want to remind everybody that is whatever you decide will happen and you'll create the quality of your life based on what you decide to do every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really important, you know, is, and and I think about that, you know, even with my daughter and things that she goes through, and I love sharing my stories on my podcast too, because my life is constantly changing. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I'm faith forward. We talked about that. You know, it always seems that God brings the right person on the right day for my podcast interview and not the day it's released. And maybe it is for my listeners. They're like, oh, this is exactly what I need to hear today. But for me, it's exactly what I needed to hear because there's, you know, with what's going on in our household, doing with my husband and, you know, my daughter's going through, through some things. And, you know, I think that that really, I love that particular quote. And I know that was in your bio as well as just, you know, it's not the conditions, but the decisions. And it really is how you react to things, right? And how you, you take in what you have and uh, bounce it back off, you know, with your superpower and don't let it be your kryptonite, right? <laughs> bounce it back off of you and, and say, no, it's not going to happen and use your golden, no, it's not going to happen. Right. I'm just going to, I'm not going to let it happen and come in here and be my kryptonite. Yeah. I love it. And I think that's for men or women. And we, we can take so many things in and I, We've gotten soft, you know, as we're recording this, this is at the end of COVID. We're finally at a point where we don't have to wear masks anymore in most places. And, you know, we've gotten soft in the sense that we have been like sponges and absorbed and absorbed and absorbed and absorbed. And now it's time for us to kind of wring that out and start anew. And I'm hoping that that's what people hear from this. So I want to again say thank you so much, Jess. It was so fun hanging out with you in Salt Lake at our wonderful retreat. And I know that we're going to hang out as well because we're in another group coaching together. We got suckered into that, but that's okay. <laughs> that's how we grow. That's how we grow. But I know that we're going to be able to hang out for another six months or so and way, way beyond that. So thank you so much for taking time today to share your story with us and this beautiful idea of the model to change the trajectory of our lives. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jen. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now 
at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.